1: A to Z sports powered as always by the BetMGM app. I'm Austin Stanley. He is Sam Phelan of a to Z sports.com. Our Titans reporter will head back over there to the St. Thomas sports park for Titans practice today, but we are Nashville's on demand sports.network. And we go live every weekday morning at eight central on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch uh, links to the show segment by segment on our Twitter X timeline. Also, hit us up on Instagram, uh, uh, TikTok, and Threads for more great Titans content. Gathering our sponsors because they make it happen for us, and they help out all of you, like Wilson County Hyundai. Make Wilson County Hyundai a part of your new car buying process by seeing them in Lebanon or online at wilsoncountyhyundai.com. The Bone & Joint Institute, boneandjointtn.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. Farm Bureau health plans get better. With Farm Bureau health plans, that means better coverage rates and service at fbhp.com/atoz, the Aura app keeping us all safe online, and you can get a two-week free trial with Aura by using our link: aura.com/atoz. And Krebs Kubota, an elite Kubota dealer with three great locations in Middle Tennessee, Columbia, Franklin, and Murfreesboro, online: krebskubota.com. There's been a lot of weird comments in the YouTube waiting room today. Uh, before the show but uh, I did see this that is not a weird comment it is a good comment because Titans Fox says on YouTube hey 46 people are waiting but only 10 likes come on people and I, I I usually like the show before we start but I did not so now I need to like the show so if you have not liked the show if you're watching on Facebook or on YouTube go ahead and do that but Sam d- diving into week two is it I think it's a route we middle of the week it's that time to start looking at week one and how can you fix some problems uh, for week two? And we've identified four problems that the Titans had in week one. And we're going to talk about which one we're most confident in the Titans fixing in week two. But first you were a part of the press conference on Monday and Mike Vrabel had a pretty interesting comment about what week one across the NFL means overall.
0: Uh, Yeah. I mean the Mike Vrabel, you said it right off the top, right? NFL week one is a, is a liar. Like there's a bunch of lies each and every year. You see it even this year with Kansas city, losing Buffalo, losing uh, the Bengals looked horrific. Like there's a lot of teams in week one that don't necessarily put forth an effort that is indicative of the rest of their season or what type of team they're going to be. Um, So uh, it's, kind of difficult to sort through which teams are legitimately bad. Uh, I thought that, you know, week one last year, the Denver Broncos poor showing. I was like, ah, it's week one, new quarterback, new head coach. It's just week one. Turns out the team stunk. So uh, yeah, Mike Vrabel, Daniel Brunskill both gave some pretty good insight yesterday about the the lies of week one, how a team can overcome week one and why the NFL is so difficult to predict early on.
1: Yeah, and Sam, five NFL teams uh, did not score an off at the touchdown in week one. including Titans Titans. were one of them. The Titans, the Texans in their own division. Then you had the Bengals, they got their asses handed to them, the Giants, and then the Arizona Cardinals. The Texans and the Cardinals yeah. are trying their best to not score points this season. Uh, I guess the Texans, not really, because the Cardinals have their draft pick. But anyway, so uh, yeah, there's a lot of bad in the NFL in week one. But let's hear from Mike Vrabel about that parody you just set up.
2: It's a long season, Corey, and, and it was a great test of, of I think, a good football team uh, on the road in, in an unbelievable environment. Could have been a lot better. Could have been a lot worse. Our job is to win the game. We didn't. Um, but our guys fight. They compete. And uh, the team, you know, we need to keep improving. And we say this all the time. The teams that improve are they going to be the ones that are playing in January. You know, 49ers and and you know talking with Brunskill after the game, he's like, hey, coach, you know, and and I love getting to know Daniel and his story and just how he's gotten into this league. He's like, hey, coach, 49ers, you know, they they lost week one in Chicago and uh, we were playing late in the year, and I said, I appreciate you reminding me of that, Daniel. Why do you
0: think uh, week one has a tendency to do that throughout the league, where you get some surprising? Results every year that seemingly aren't indicative of what a team ends up being. So, in your experience, well, why is it I, difficult?
3: Well,
2: um, because this is a unique league. You know, this is a unique league. It's an eight and eight league, nine and eight, eight and nine, however you want to put it. Now with seventeen games, but that's what the structure is. The structure is designed uh, for parity, and you know, maybe there's teams that are at full strength, or there's teams that maybe didn't quite prepare. Or somebody hit some plays that you know they didn't see in, in, in practice, or you know, teams continue to get better uh, as the season goes on. Maybe they threw a different coverage at somebody. Uh, the, the the ball security, right? You talk about maybe there's some some fumbles or certain, in our case, in interceptions, right? That that lead uh, you know, blocked punt, right? The things that we we talked about that would that would really hurt us. Um, that show up in week one, you know, just because, you know, you're playing 70 snaps and it's, it's just, it's different than, than training camp and preseason.
0: So Austin, I thought that was really interesting stuff from Mike Vrabel uh, like obviously the NFL is built for parody and that is the structure of the league. As you heard the head coach say at the end of the day, but the things that he references inside of that, where he says, well, maybe one team prepares better. Maybe one team throws different coverages at them. Maybe there's turnovers. A lot of different nuances that go into an NFL week one result going a surprising direction or just an unexpected direction. A team may be not looking as good as you thought, even down to like he said, it's different than training camp or preseason. And so I think there's a lot of things here that, you could potentially point to of saying like, here's why the Titans weren't quite as, as good as they needed to be. Obviously the interceptions that he referenced from Ryan Tannehill, a big, big factor there. Uh, But I think a really good answer from the Titans head coach to put things into perspective about like, yeah, Sunday was ugly, but that Sunday doesn't necessarily mean that things can't turn around in a hurry.
1: Yeah, this is the third consecutive season uh, the Titans have started 0-1. So, uh, Vrabel brought up the Daniel Brunskill conversation. So, let's hear from Daniel Brunskill when he was asked about the Niners experience that he went through last year of losing week one to a team you're not supposed to lose to and then making it to the NFC title game.
2: What were you guys thinking last year when when
1: you went through
3: that one? I mean, it was was almost kind of similar uh, um, situation. We had a young team. Um, a lot of new guys uh, to the team and you know they had, they, we, we had a lot to learn at that point in the game. Um, and, and so, I mean, at the end of the day, like it's the NFL. I think any team can go out there and beat any team. It doesn't matter if you're favored by 20 points or not, like it's, you know, the, it's, it's the NFL. So there's every team is capable of beating anybody. Um, they have the star talent and if, if they play right and they don't make the mistakes, you know, they can go out and beat anybody. So I think at the end of the day, um, I think we made more mistakes than the Saints. Uh, were they perfect? No. But at the same time, you know, that they, they were able to capitalize a couple times on some things, and we didn't capitalize on some of the things that, you know, could have won us the game. And, I mean, for a one-point game to be decided, you know, there, any play could have changed that outcome. Um, so I think uh, at the end of the day, we have a lot to clean up. And uh, if we can learn from those things, that's what's going to make the season – uh, great going forward and, and that's I think any game in the NFL you what you can learn from the game is is what we can take advantage of um, but but like the Chicago one the, the Niners learned a lot and they were able to change their season and go to the NFC championship when a lot of people wouldn't have thought they did that on a third quarterback but they still were able to do that so I mean anything can happen you can make things happen.
0: So, I mean, that game he's referencing, right? He's on the 49ers, uh, and as Kick It to the King points out, that game was flooded out in Soldier Field. It it was a weird variable game that, like, you could hardly even throw the ball. Uh, It was like you were playing on a slip and slide the whole day. So, like, there were some weird things about that game that certainly probably impacted the results, but I, I think Daniel Brunskill makes a really cool point here as well of, like, what the San Francisco, like the panic level in San Francisco after a loss to the bears who had finished the season three and 14 was probably pretty high after week one. The question is where are your mistakes? What is correctable about your mistakes? And then how do you do about that? That turnaround that next week turnaround of seeing how do we learn from this game and what things need to change quickly fun question for the titans looking ahead to the chargers.
1: Yeah, for sure. So let's uh, go ahead and dive into this because Sam and I identified as some of the uh, comments in the YouTube waiting room pre-live was what's taking so long? Oh, that's their pre-show meeting. And so in our pre-show meeting, we came up with four Titans issues from week 1. And so we're we're going to show these right here. Four Titans issues from week 1. Quarterback play, pre-snap penalties, defensive X plays allowed and Derrick Henry's usage. So this first question to you guys, which of these four are you most confident in the Titans fixing moving forward? So which of these four, quarterback play, pre-snap penalties, defensive X plays allowed, and Derrick Henry's usage, are you most confident in the Titans fixing moving forward? We'll get to all your comments and ours as well. But first, let me tell you guys about Aura. Aura keeps me safe online. I don't get spam calls anymore. I get less junk mail in my email and I get less junk mail in my mailbox at my house because I signed up with Aura back in the spring. They found 30 data brokers were selling my information to telemarketers and spammers and robocallers, and they stripped that away, uh, my information from those data brokers in five or six days. That's all it took. But we're going to give you a two week free trial with Aura using our link, aura.com slash ATOZ, a two week free trial that's massive right there for you to get rid of those data brokers also set up with Aura's other features like password manager and protector credit and identity theft monitoring if you have kids at home parental controls on devices as well Aura can do it all Aura.com slash ATOZ for that two-week free trial
0: today's show is powered by BetMGM the king of sports books use the bonus code ATOZ sports when you sign up with BetMGM and you can get are we ready for this? Yeah. Fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets. If your first bet doesn't win, it used to be a thousand. Now it's fifteen hundred. That's an extra five hundred bucks up, uh, up to a, an extra five hundred dollars in bonus bets. If your first bet doesn't win, you place that first wager with the bonus code ATOZ Sports. And even if the bet loses, you're good. Money back into your account up to fifteen hundred dollars and a second chance to win big. They uh, they're keep sweetening the pot, keep sweetening exactly. the deal over at BetMGM. Uh, the king of sportsbooks, get with them at BetMGM.com.
1: All right, so Sam, uh, we're going to show this graphic again. Titans week one issues that we identified and categorized them into four issues. Quarterback play, pre-snap penalties, defensive X plays allowed, and Derek Henry's usage. So we want to ask you guys and have asked you guys, and you guys have your comments ready, which of these four or are you most confident in the Titans fixing moving forward? So, Sam, I will send you to the chat. Uh, what are the people saying here on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch?
0: We've got Stephen King coming in with quarterback play. Same with John. Eric oh, wow. says it's pre-snap penalties. Henry's usage from Trevor and Scott and Ashley. Uh, we got pre-snap penalties from I.R. from Luman, from Ryan. Uh, Derek Henry's usage from Lewis. We got pre-snap from Lucas, pre-snap from Titans Kyle. Henry's usage from Curtis pre-snap from Eddie, from Maven, from Andre, from Andrew. Uh, Jonathan's coming in with Henry's usage. Same with Ben, same with John. Eric says he trusts Tannehill. It's the quarterback play for him. The King pre-snap penalties, Henry's usage, pre-snap penalties, pre-snap penalties, Henry's usage, Henry's usage. We are split pretty much down the middle between these two, between Henry... Uh and then you get the occasional quarterback play here, and then pre penalties is the I other one. I feel like
1: quarterback play is getting a lot more than I honestly expected it to. There's real a quick. handful.
0: I, I have not seen anybody say defensive X well, plays real yet.
1: quick. Let me go to kick it to the King Productions. Says, What does that mean? Defensive X plays allowed. Uh gave up 16 points, score more points, dog. Well, it's because what, the X, X, points
0: allowed wasn't bad, but no, they gave up. At five. least five X.
1: Plays. Five play. And what is an X play? Because you'll hear Vrabel and Titans players say that throughout the year. An X play is a explosive play that they have a breved shorter, uh, which means a p- offensive play of 20 yards or more in the passing game. Sometimes people can think it's an a, X run, yeah, run, it's of a run
0: of 10 or a, a pass of 20, but I know they gave yeah. up five 20 yard or more passes. And there were the two day.
1: plays that were 19 yards. So it was seven of 19 yards or more, including a couple of 40 yarders there. And and the, really the the third uh, down conversion late that iced the game for the saints. So that's what an X play is. So um, I think it was
0: honestly, a lot of new Orleans offense. Like if we're being honest with how often the Titans were pressuring and getting after Derek Carr with how they stopped the run, Like there wasn't really anything there except for just like big chunk plays to Chris Olave, Rashid Shahid, and Michael Thomas, where they were, you know, finding their way open and burning you for 20 at a time. And you have a couple of those on a possession, you're going to get points. So yeah, X plays were a big issue. And I think an even more concerning issue because you talked about them all off season of like, Hey, we have to prevent X plays. They were so bad at it last year. And then you come out and you give up, Seven basically explosive passes in week one. I mean that's horrible.
1: Well, and so like remember because somebody I I just want to go through some comments on the X play thing because I you know I don't think X plays is the top of the issues and it was an issue right? But uh, Jags getting Jags got juice says nobody cares if they're giving up X plays if they didn't allow twenty points. But I'll give you a scenario: Jags got juice, who is a Jags fan that watches our show, and we appreciate that and like your involvement here. So here's an example. The Titans had the Saints deep into their own territory, third and long, third and passing, an yeah. opportunity for the Titans defense to get off the field. What happened? They got a big third down conversion to Chris Olave, I believe it was, or maybe it was Johnson, who ran down the sideline across midfield. The Saints then got themselves into field goal territory via that X play. And then Mike Vrabel declined the holding penalty. Uh, and allowed them to kick the 52 yard field goal. So X play Look, leads uh, to a field goal. Uh,
0: outside play. of like the, I know points allowed, obviously the most relevant stat, like you, you'd rather give up X plays and not give up points than just get like six yard runs all day to give up 30. But uh, there is a factor, like an element to this too, of kind of what you said, flipping the field, yep. like, like, I mean, you could be, in a third down and eight from your own 27 yard line, you get an X play. All of a sudden you're at midfield and a punt at that point is going to pin the Titans deep. So like there are elements to X plays that flip the field. And on a day that the Titans aren't clicking on all cylinders offensively, you're not exactly driving 85 yards, the length of the field to score a touchdown field position is something that the Titans rely on a lot in order to win games If you can't pin an opponent deep and and actually trust that, like, they have to earn their yards, you don't want to give them a big chunk that flips the field on one play. You want to make them put a drive together. So, like, there are elements there that are really backbreaking for a team over the course of four quarters.
1: All right, so again, uh, the graphic here, Titans Week 1 issues that we identified pre-show. Quarterback play, pre-snap penalties, defensive X plays allowed. Derrick Henry's usage, we're asking you, what are you most confident in being fixed in week two? I want to spend some more time on the quarterback play answers because that kind of shocked me. I did want to uh, give credit to Sean Gill. If I can go back and find his comment, my comments jumped on me accidentally uh, with you know technology type of deal. But Sean Gill, I can't find it. But he said, if you fix the pre-snap penalties, you will then fix the Derrick Henry usage. That yes, those nice. two are, are nice tied throw. together. That's a very smart comment uh, there from our guy Sean Gill. Hey, hey, what's up, TD? TD in the house here watching the show on Facebook it says, "Look at the final X play. It didn't get points, but it right. put the Saints in position to bleed the clock." Yeah, bingo. Yeah,
0: yeah. So I mean, it, like, it's not always leads directly to points, but it, but it can completely it's shift the vibe game. of a game and, yeah. and you know burn your defense. So like bur- like keep them on the field extra you know, burn clock, whatever it is. So that those are certainly, I I look at 16 points and I say, yeah, you'll take that. I look at seven. I'm going to count those 19 yarders and I'm going to say seven X plays. And I say, that's a problem, especially when you've got Chris Harris and every DB in that room saying, we've got to prevent that this year.
1: Yeah. I'm not going to be able to find it fast enough. I don't think, but uh, you know, we can go look at how many, like what percentage of yards did those seven plays count for? Because the Titans' defense was phenomenal. Well, think about it. What did Carr
0: have? Carr had 310 305, passes. 305. 305. All right, so yeah, 305 uh, here, here passes. So got, seven I've got, passes were at least half of his yards.
1: Yeah, so Alave and Shahid, their longs combined for 86. Michael Thomas and Johnson's longs combined for 52. So Sam, I'll let you do math while I continue to add. So 50. 138. 50. Okay. Thank you. And then there were three more of at least 19 or more. So
0: another there's 50, another six. So at least less. two, about at least 200 passing yards on seven throws. Two thirds. Yeah. That's a problem. <laughs> that's not good. So um, that's pretty wild.
1: Um, you know, Cameron asked, it. anybody else's stream freeze? Uh, hopefully it's just you, Cam. I, I'm not really sure if that's anything going on with us. But all right. So, uh, stem to my answer first, of, of these, which is, which am I most confident in the Titans fixing? Honestly, I, I think it's the easiest to fix here are the two you have the most coaching control over, which is pre-snap penalties and Derrick Henry usage. So my official answer is going to say, I think the pre-snap penalties is the easiest thing to fix from one week to the next. Obviously playing at home uh, is going to help. And you're playing against the Chargers yeah. that do not have a fan base that will travel because they don't even go to their own games in L.A. So yeah, I, I think the Titans will have as friendly of an environment if you're not Ryan Tannehill in the stadium. <laughs> yeah,
0: as friendly of an environment as long as you don't go three and out. Yeah, as long it. as you don't um, throw an
1: interception on the first drive or something like that. But, you know, they're going to not. They're going to be able to avoid the pre-snap penalties now. When you go to Cleveland next week in Week Three, now you're going to be back in the dog pound. That's going to be a lot more, you know, lively. Not quite Superdome, but should be pretty good, especially if the Browns can get a win this upcoming week. I don't know who they play, but uh, so I do think fixing pre-snap penalties is important, and I think that's the easiest thing to solve from one week to week two. And so that that's where I say on that. Uh, Teron back in here. Uh in the on Facebook saying agreed pre-snap penalties uh not in the superdome will decrease. It, A lot yeah. of guys um said the crowd noise was crazy.
0: Brunskill said it's top five. It, it's top five environment noise-wise in the league. Seattle's is up there, arrowhead is up there. The Superdome, as as our Buck Rising said, you can hear like at the field level, you can hear something on the field from up in like the press box. Like the way that sound radiates. In the Superdome creates for a very hostile environment. So yeah, like you're at home, you shouldn't have pre-snap penalties the way you do in New Orleans. If five false starts or four false starts, at least something like that. Yeah. Um, that was a mess. And as I forgot who who made the comment in the chat that I just showed. No, pointed the uh, pointed the Henry's usage oh. being impacted. Oh, I, I want to make sure. Yeah, I want to make sure I shout him out. Okay, but. Uh, like th- that's what you have to point to when you look at Derrick Henry's touches in the second half. I think there was a drive that the Titans got into there. I think it was late in the third quarter, maybe early fourth, that they were ready to go and reestablish the run with Derrick Henry, really put together a drive from the ground game. Uh, and I think they had a first down carry for three yards, going a second and seven. False start, back it up to second and 12. You're not going to run in that spot. So Tajay Spears comes out. Now you're in a third and long. And, and those kind of situations, I think, snowballed on them a little bit to get them away from Derrick Henry. But we all know Derrick Henry's your best offensive weapon. He's the best thing you've got going for you on offense. You don't want to get away from him. Sometimes the situation of the game means you have to. Like that's kind of what it calls for but you want to put yourself in more manageable situations so that Tim Kelly's playbook is more open, wide open, where he can do Derrick Henry between the tackles. He can do Tajay Spears off tackle. He can do outside zone. He can do screen passes. He can do timing routes to DeAndre Hopkins. Like There's a lot more at his disposal on a third and two versus a third and nine, as we all know.
1: Yeah. All right. So Sam, I want you to answer the question here in a second. We're asking of these Titans week one issues, uh, which are you most confident in them fixing and heading into week two quarterback play, pre-snap penalties, defensive X plays allowed, which means a pass play of 20 plus yards or a run of 10. The Titans were counting seven pass plays of 19 yards or more. And then Derek Henry's usage. So Sam, I want your answer here in a second, but first tell us all about the bone and joint Institute.
0: Bone and Joint Institute. Don't fumble on your recovery. They're the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. You can visit them out in Franklin or at boneandjointtn.org. The Bone and Joint Institute has a state-of-the-art rehab facility to assist in your recovery with everything all under one roof from a clinic to rehab, image, surgery, testing. It's all out there in Franklin, a great facility with great knowledgeable doctors to help you not fumble on your recovery recovery. Uh, You're not driving all over Middle Tennessee to go to your different appointments. You just go to one spot. It's a one-stop shop for all of your needs. Schedule an appointment with them at boneandjointtn.org.
1: Hey, with BetMGM, Sam already said it. They've upped the ante on their first bet offer. So with our bonus code, sign up with BetMGM using our bonus code ATOZ. Up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if your first bet misses. So with that first bet offer, Go big because if you lose, you ain't going home. You're gonna get all that money back in bonus bets. If you win, congratulations. You just doubled your money most likely, and now you're off to a great start with your BetMGM career. And even if you lose, you get that bonus bet back. That's a big deal. So they went from a thousand to fifteen hundred. So bonus code ATOZ Sports, you get up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets. If your first bet misses with code ATOZ Sports, visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 or older, Tennessee-only new customer offer, all promotions, other qualification other requirements, first online real money wager, only rewards issued are nominal bonus bets, bonus expires surprise, seven days. And for problem game support, call Tennessee Redline 800-889-9789. Sam, your answer to which week one issue are you most confident in the Titans fixing is what?
0: So, I mean, I think pre-snap penalties is the easiest answer because I think it's the most fixable Uh uh, naturally. But I will say I do believe very strongly that Derrick Henry's usage will be much better in week two than it was last week. I don't think we're going to be complaining about this this time next week. Uh, Mike Vrabel talked about it on Monday that, you know, when you look at the rate at which Derrick carried the ball, his average per carry – uh, the big play on in the passing game, all of those numbers would suggest to a coaching staff, hey, we need to get this guy the ball more often. So uh, I know we've talked a lot about how Tajay Spears has uh, proven himself, both as a pass blocker, a pass catcher. They like how explosive he is on the perimeter. Uh, the bread and butter of this Titans offense is Derrick Henry, and it still is Derrick Henry. Uh, I think they know that. Mm-hmm. So just because one game was not quite uh, what Titans fans would have had in mind. I think this is going to correct itself and that they'll come back to the norm next week. So I, I for the sake of, uh, you know, kind of deviating from your answer and what I think yeah. is the easiest answer on the board, I will say Derrick Henry's usage will be better against the Chargers. Uh, Who, by the I'll, way,
1: uh, yeah, can right. rush
0: the passer, but uh, their run defense, not good.
1: Well, I mean, they gave up 36 points to the Dolphins, two and three for 466. True. Uh, and, <laughs> True. Know, now, the Dolphins didn't run the ball very well, but that's not what the they Dolphins don't run would the do. ball. So, yeah, yeah. They, they throw the ball 45 times in a game. And, you know, look, I, I have on my docket today to do a lot more research on that Chargers week one loss where they, you know, total points of 70 in that game compared to total points of 31 <laughs> in the Titans game against the saints. So very different. So I think, you know, when Vrabel Zach and I talking yesterday about Vrabel saying, well, you know, uh, we didn't use Derrick Henry as much because we were down, we had to score. And I'm thinking like, well, yeah, I mean, you're Derrick Henry is your best option to score. And I think if you're the Titans this week, you want to make sure that your drives can sustain and you can score touchdowns on like last week. And I think Derek Henry is a great option let's, to do. All that. right.
0: Let's talk about the red zone too, because yeah. last year we talked like Todd Downing awful right Uh, like an OC but the one thing you had to tip your cap to downing on was the Titans efficiency in the red zone they didn't get there very often but they scored when they were there and a lot of that was riding Derrick Henry and, and having a back like Derrick Henry in the red zone produced a lot of scores for them they went away from Derrick Henry in the red zone on Sunday and as a result did not score in the red zone and we're not productive down there. It was a field goal fest. So like, yeah. if you want to find Pater, give the ball to 22 down at like when you're at the 15 yard line, that's where you go. I would have liked to see that more, even right off the bat, right? Amani hooker forces that force fumble on the opening kick comes away with a big turnover. The Titans run, three plays, go backwards, eight yards, kick a 50-yard field goal. They didn't give the ball to Derek once on that first series.
1: And I think the Derrick Henry usage and pre-snap penalties, like Sean said earlier in the show, that's that one series is where I point at, and I said this yesterday with Zach, Sam, is that I think the Titans, in hindsight, had too quick of a trigger to take Henry out. Like, first and 15 on the 29-yard line going in, don't just say abort, abort, Tajay, get in Henry out. Yeah. Like that was too reactive. In my opinion, you're still in a good spot to keep Henry in there uh, because of the down and distance and where you're at. I, I think. And, well, yeah. and th-
0: When they got in the rhythm, giving Derek the ball early on. I mean, I was like, yeah, how can you not keep going back to this? He, he was an automatic six, seven yards at one point, like I, in like the second quarter where they were just giving him the ball and, and everything was a was a substantial gain, dri- driving them down the field. You get them that one pass in the screen game, it goes for 48 yards or whatever yeah. it went for it. Like, it was explosive. And, and so it was very odd that with as much success as Derek had, as bad as some of the pass protection was, as uncomfortable as Ryan Tannehill looked in the pocket, that you didn't want to run the ball more. But, yeah. you know, hopefully, I, I think this... I think they've learned their lesson here. All right. So
1: let's get to some super chats because I, I I find some things interesting. Cause I, I was surprised Sam to see that there were as many Ryan Tannehill answers to our question of which week one issue is you, are you most confident in being fixed? Right. Most confident in being fixed. There were way more, uh, Ryan Tannehill quarterback play. the fact alive. that
0: there was any Ryan Tannehill answers w- was a surprise to me given yeah. what we have seen from our chat over the last few days.
1: Yeah, because our chat looks like, you know, uh, Andre with this super chat. If Tanny is pissing down his leg again, you don't leave the most dominant running back and recent in recent memory on the sideline. Like Marshawn said, run through an MF or face. Uh, and then I see this, you know, this is just sad. Uh, 619 days since the Titans scored 30 plus in a game oof man
0: um well do you remember last time last game that that happened
1: uh, no because it wasn't week 18 and 21 they went to the texans and won but only scored 28 oh see that was that
0: would have been my guess here no
1: because Tannehill threw four touchdown passes and that's all I had it's the week
0: before 34 to three win over Miami on January 2nd, 2022. Yikes. So. Yeah. King, then, right. Because uh, they didn't, yeah, they didn't do it last year. So,
1: right. Kicking to the King says, no matter your yardage, give it up. This defense holds the Chargers of 14 to 20. There's zero excuse to lose Sunday score touchdowns. And then Terrell uh, or Terrell says, please tell me how Ryan Tannehill is a starting quarterback. He's terrible. Uh, what did he do good last week? And then Balls of ours thought Tannehill is rusty and will be better. Malik is just awful in general. So, you know, <clears throat> same. I'm guessing you were surprised to see that people, at least a portion of people, were confident in Ryan Tannehill's rebound.
0: I don't hate it. Like, I don't hate the opinion. Uh, like Ryan Tannehill's problems on Sunday really are somewhat inexplicable to me. And, and we've talked about it at length already, but he just didn't look like himself. And you said it on our postgame show. You you felt foolish because this isn't the guy that we saw in the preseason or, well, I guess training camp, right? Mm-hmm. We watched a lot of live reps during training camp and didn't see Ryan Tannehill make those poor decisions, have that little juice on the ball, look that uncomfortable in the pocket, seemingly physically deteriorate in his speed and athleticism. It was a very weird showing for a guy that I had a lot of confidence in coming into the season. So I'm not that surprised to see Titans fans freaking out and and hitting the panic button on Ryan Tannehill, but I don't hate the opinion of feeling like he can improve because – until I have a bigger sample size, I have to believe he's not the guy he showed he was on Sunday. Like yeah. I, I'd like to believe that because that was, I mean, it was bad in just about every area. So yeah, you can rip Ryan Tannehill Sunday performance all you want. He didn't really do much of anything good. Um, you just kind of hope it was an anomaly.
1: Yeah. And I, I, I said, throughout the game day live show that me and Jack are going to be on. We'll talk more about that announcement on Thursday, by the way, for Titan game day live for week two. So announcement time tomorrow during the show. Uh, but I said, I was like, I think Ryan Tannehill has bad offensive line PTSD. And, you know, statistically, analytically, the O line protected pretty well. And they, they were like top six to top five. In the league in week one, I don't know. You know, I saw more leakage than maybe Pro Football Focus is number two. But anyway, I think Ryan Tannehill made it worse uh, than maybe I do think was. he made
0: it worse. I do think he failed to maneuver and manipulate the pocket, uh, which yeah. is something that the Titans have made a point of emphasis. Right, inside out blocking and inside out pass protection, and your quarterback needs to be able to step up, buy himself some extra time, maneuver in the pocket, and then deliver a good football. Ryan Tannehill looked like he got panicked anytime there was some sort of pressure coming off, off the edge. Yeah. Uh, And instead of stepping up, keeping his eyes downfield, delivering a good ball was had happy feet back there when he was like, so it, it was a weird sort of vibe for him, but with what the Titans have tried to do up front on the offensive line He needs to be better, and I think, yeah, I think he made that look a lot worse than it probably was. It wasn't great.
1: Jesse Jesse says, you don't just magically get ball velocity back when you can't firmly plant and deliver. You can't make the throws outside of the hashes. Fair, factual comment, yes. But I don't think Ryan Tannehill lost his physical ability to throw with good velocity. I just think he was mentally pretzeled and wasn't letting it go. I think it was a mental block on playing freely because, Sam, I want to play a video from training camp. Do you remember that super windy day in early August
2: Mm, when
1: I sat there and watched Tannehill, Willis, and Levis throw back-to-back-to-back in the wind and Ryan Tannehill's ball cut through the wind accurately where the other two younger guys didn't? do it i just think mentally he was
0: well i think (laughs) i think there was a comment there that that i think was uh, part of that comment that i think is really important which is his ability to plant and i think that goes back to what i was talking about with his pocket presence and how he maneuvers back there uh you have to step like you're making those throws to the boundaries you have to step into those throws you're throwing one of those deep balls to chris moore deandre hopkins you have to step into those balls, make sure you get enough on it, and make sure you uh, you give your guy a shot. The way Ryan Tannehill was looking back there with his pocket presence made me feel like he was almost like throwing not off his back foot, but just not really getting all the way into his throws. It, that one to the sideline, to the boundary. A couple, what we say, two balls also to the boundary that should have been picked off that were mm-hmm. not or were like, that close including one by Ugo Amadi because that's what we're doing now is almost throwing interceptions to Ugo Amadi who couldn't even make the Titans team last year for more than 2 games like R- Ryan Tannehill I think it all comes back down to how he how comfortable he is sitting behind his protection and if he yeah. steps into those throws it's not an issue of does he have enough juice to get the ball there yeah. um
1: and you know jaron says practice is practice wasn't no live bullets flying for real and which then, is
0: uh, which is fair though yeah, i, I but mean again, like, the what? point
1: but the There's point no is
0: ass rush coming after him there right
1: but the, the point is he physically can that's right. the point i was trying to make yeah it's not like ryan Tannehill got old over the summer he physically can because that wind was nuts you could hear it in the video the wind was crazy that day, and the two younger quarterbacks who have strong arms were struggling with it. Tannehill was not; he was throwing the ball and cutting yeah. it right through. I don't velocity. doubt it.
0: I don't doubt his physical ability. That's, either. that's my. I, that's the only I point. Think I think it going comes to. down to it's all mental. His mental, mental, but how does his mental affect footwork and, and mechanics, yeah. and how do those mechanics affect throw velocity and ball placement? Because yeah. I, I, it all works together. And totally. so, like, that's what it, you know, hopefully it's fixable. Like and
1: it's says, fixed. his feet look like cement bricks. And did his arm strength decrease by 50% or is it just me, nose up in the ball? Well, when your feet are stuck in the mud, your arm can only do so much. And so I think it's all about can he get his mentally – pretzel thing unwound and be fine and play free and confident. That's where, um, that's where it, the, the jump and the rebound can make. All right. So by the way, let's switch gears from week one's negativity and let's look at positives because it seems like the Tennessee Titans have hit gold.
0: They in got free a agency. Dog. They have a dog again. certified dog. As I would like to say,
1: Absolutely. We are going to drop some uh, insane stats about new Titan Arden Key. Uh, But first, let me tell you guys about Krebs Kubota. Krebs Kubota, they are an elite Kubota dealer with three great locations in Murfreesboro, in Columbia, and in Franklin. And speaking of Franklin, Kubota has their field event coming up on Saturday, just a few more days away, this Saturday, September 16th. You can demo equipment in Franklin with Krebs Kubota at Delory Farms off of Wilson Pike. So fun. I mean, just bring, if you've got young kids, bring the kids. If you're a young kid yourself as an adult, go be your best young self and go out there and jump on a zero turn mower, a compact tractor, a utility tractor, utility vehicles, and just demo some fun Krebs Kubota equipment. Again, their field event is coming up Saturday, September 16th. It is 10 a.m. through 3 p.m. Uh, at Delorie Farms off Wilson Pike in Franklin. It's free. You just go to the website to register uh, to get there. And all you got to do is bring yourself, bring your family, maybe some uh, some sunscreen and some bug spray out there uh, because uh, Krebs Kubota has their field event coming up. I just dropped the link to that right there in the chat for you guys that want to go try that out. So check them out at KrebsKubota.com.
0: Today's show powered by BetMGM, the king of sports books. Use the bonus code Sports when you sign up with BetMGM and get up to 1, oh, 100 ugh. Hang on, 1500 <laughs> at MGM. Th- this new deal that they've got going on is throwing me off. I was in, uh, I'm, I'm like a machine here, thinking $1,000 back. They went 150% of their previous offer. So $1,500 in bonus bets back. If your first bet doesn't win, you place uh, your first wager with the bonus code, ATOZ Sports, you see it down there on the graphic. Place that first wager, and even if it loses, you're good. The money's back in your account with a second chance to win big up to $1,500. You can make it a $1,500 bet, and then you got two chances to win $1,500 or whatever it is that whatever bet is sticking out to you. That's the best way to get involved with sports gambling. Uh, and the sports book is when the risk is limited, you get multiple chances to win big. So it's betmgm.com and the betmgm app for the king of sports books and the bonus code ATOZ sports.
1: All right, so Sam, we knew Arden Key was fun. We knew Arden Key was a great quote. We knew Arden Key had a great training camp, but Arden Key is a rising star. Yeah, in the NFL, and these stats show it from Next Gen Stats. This was put out this morning that I saw this come across my timeline. Quarterback pressure leaders since Week 14 of last season, Arden Key third in the entire NFL, just two off the league leading pace beside, behind Hassan Reddick. Micah Parsons, above Nick Bosa, and above Josh Allen of the Jags there. Arden Key is a bona fide rising star in the NFL because in his last two games, last two regular season games, Sam, he has set career highs in quarterback pressures. He had nine quarterback pressures in week 18 against the Titans uh, in the last game of the regular season a year ago. And then a new career high in an NFL league wide 11 pressures in week one with one and a half sacks should have been two and a half sacks and a forced fumble, but that rush on car counted to one of his 11 pressures. Arden key looks like a hidden gym that the Titans have now officially unlocked on the rest of the league.
0: Yeah. I mean, yeah, this is a big credit to, I think, Rand Carthon uh, and, Mike Vrabel and the Titans scouting department with their, their pro scouting finding a guy like Arden who they saw upside in, they saw, you know, a, a strong finish to the season. They saw a guy who could really complement Jeffrey Simmons and Danico Autry and, and build something really, really strong on that front four. Um, and he's certified, man. Uh, Arden is the real deal. He is as advertised, the energy that you get from him on the practice field is the same energy you get from him in the regular season on the in the games um you know third down that's his down that's when he's the most dangerous that's when he's getting after passers and uh, the titans need a whole lot of that they need that juice so one and a half sacks it, it still doesn't sit right with me that it's not two and a half Arden deserved two and a half uh for his performance but he also I mean, with
1: that would a you know that specific play we have our mint gaming titan bingo board on game days this year
0: he would have checked off quite a few that months. one specific
1: play would have changed a ton Two on sacks, our mint gaming bingo
0: defensive touchdown uh what else would have potentially
1: been a road win nfc win and underdog win true all in one play
0: yeah. And, but I mean, like Austin, these numbers don't lie to no. me since, since week 14, this is no longer just like a one, two, three week sample size. This is six games, a, a, a third of an NFL season uh, that Arden key has been right up there in the conversation with some of the most effective pass rushers uh, in the NFL. So yeah, you, you see it at the bottom 11 uh, QB pressures against the saints. That's a career high. Four more than any other player in the league. This is a legitimate, legitimate piece. I'm pumped to continue watching the Titans rush the passer in in 2023 because between him and Jeff and Danico and Harold Landry, when he starts getting a few more snaps under his belt and starts to look like Harold of old, this is a dangerous group.
1: Yeah, super. Uh, And let's just kind of look at this in a different way too, Sam, real quick. You know, Arden Key came directly from the Jags, right? He was with the Jags last year, but he started his career with the San Francisco 49ers. That's where the Rand Carthon connection is. You know, right now it's Key, Aziz, and Brunskill, who are all former 49ers that are a key part of this first Rand Carthon Titans roster. You go back to maybe, arguably, probably the best free agent signing the Tennessee Titans organization has had in Nashville. Delaney Walker from San Francisco. Yeah. There's, you know, a pipeline of underrated dudes from San Fran coming to the Titans and working out is on its way to the number four. If, if these oh, three guys continue, uh-huh. do what?
0: Well, I said Aziz, right? Like, I mean, this that's is, what I'm saying. That's yeah. what
1: I'm saying. It's, it starts with Delaney Walker, but then you got these three guys of key art, uh, key Aziz and Brunskill, you know brunskill is probably the, the least i of think the- your
0: former 49er executive general manager has something to do with that but uh, totally
1: but no, but again like
0: not a bad team to take take guys from take underrated players from i mean the niners this is what they've done under john lynch and this is what Rand was so good at with them is, is finding the value uh towards the mid levels of the free agent pool to, the late rounds of the draft like drafting guys like Talanoa Hufunga, who is like still a star and uh, making plays. And I think they drafted him in like the sixth or seventh round. Like yeah. th- this is kind of what they do with the Niners. Well, so, well,
1: And Sam, I want to ask you a question too, but Billy says it's just one game, Austin. Yeah, it's just one game. But Arden Key and Aziz have had phenomenal camps where Aziz is a captain and Arden Key is like a, is an energizer bunny for this team. And Autry is phenomenal too, but he that didn't come from the San Francisco 49ers. But so Sam, there was a stat that we compiled that you found and we talked about, you wrote about it back in the spring. I don't know if you remember it, but it was yep. like the production in free agent signings that the Niners had versus the dollars they spent in free agent was like top yeah. for the league.
0: It, it was, uh, it's based off of the football reference.com stat of approximate value, uh, yeah. which it, you know, is fair a flawed a flawed stat uh in some ways it's not as you know accurate as like a war is in baseball a war is a great stat in baseball because it can apply to a pitcher a position player any position uh and and assign a value to that player so it gives you a good idea of of what every specific player is worth That's kind of what the goal is of approximate value. Like I said, it's still not quite as as controlled as war is, Uh, but it does give you generally a good idea into how impactful players are on their teams. And so the stat was based off of free agent dollars spent compared to the cumulative approximate value each team got from those free agent signings. The 49ers were number one in the NFL in approximate value per dollar. They spent towards the bottom of the league, their value they got from their free agent signings towards the top of the league, Mm -hmm. Tennessee dead last in value per free agent signed. So uh, they had spent big on guys like Bud Dupree and and a number of guys that they'd given big deals in free agency and then just not gotten huge returns on their investment. It was something I was really excited to see Rand do in free agency. He seemingly did that by targeting the type of players he did. Uh, And now you're seeing people like key and Aziz uh, return on investment pretty good so far. So this is, it's exciting stuff.
1: Yeah, for sure. All right. So asking a question now with Arden key is sacks? How many sacks is he going to get? But first, let me tell you guys about Farm Bureau Health Plans. Farm Bureau Health Plans, plan on them for health, dental, vision. Any of it, all the above, Farm Bureau Health Plans has got you covered. They've been serving Tennesseans across the entire state for over 75 years, and they can help you out as well. Uh, With whatever your life stage or situation is, financial or family or just growth, whatever that might be, Farm Bureau Health Plans can find the right plan for you for the right cost and the right coverage. A lot of times you get better coverage and less cost. That's the best of both worlds. Customer service is also out of this world when it comes to Farm Bureau Health Plans. Once again, they've been doing it for so long, over 75 years, they've near perfected it. It's so easy to get started with a health assessment that takes 20 or 30 minutes, and you can do it from the comfort of your home. Don't you have to put pants on to will get a new health coverage uh, from Farm Bureau Health Plans at fbhp.com slash ATOZ.
0: I don't know where that came from. My goodness!
1: If you can do things without pants, that's a good thing.
0: True. Hey, I right? generally agree. Yes. Uh, BetMGM also can be done without pants. <laughs> uh, you can use the bonus code ATOZ Sports and get up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. You use that bonus code ATOZ Sports when you sign up and place your first wager up to fifteen hundred dollars, and even if it loses, that money goes back into your account you get a second chance to win big. So this is the best way to get with any sports book or get involved with sports betting with the NFL and full swing college football and full swing and major league baseball playoffs coming up. Make sure you get with BetMGM and use the bonus code ATOZ sports.
1: All right. So we're going through how many sacks will Arden key have this season? He started with one and a half. Uh, Bill uh, Orlando says one and a half each game, 35 sacks. Now that's not the correct math. That would be over two sacks a game, but your joke landed.
0: Yeah, we were be 25 at about one and a half per game, something like that, right around there. 25 and a
1: because you can have half sacks, right? So yeah. 25 and a half technically would be, right? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Sounds right. Uh, we've got how many sacks will Arden Key have this season? 11.5. 11 from Eric. 9.5 from Brad. 13. 15. 11. 10 to 14. 11.5. 10. Nine, 12.5, 11.5, 10.5 sounds right. Nine, uh, more than nine from Dwight. 12, 12, 13.5, 17, seven from Guy, six, 17 from Valentino, 12, 12 from Bork, 11 from Jacob Ray, 12 from Pistol Ramsey, 11 from Satao, 12 from Linwood. These are big numbers, Austin. Huge. We're talking 11, 12, 13. Uh, I'm going to say nine and a half. You're saying nine and a half? Nine and a half is my number. Uh, Do you know how many guys had nine and a half or
1: more last season in the league?
0: That's a good question. Thirty-three. Got how many? Thirty-three.
1: Less, actually.
0: Seventeen. One second. You you can't ask me the question. Well, no, I'm true
1: because they have like they you know they there's five guys that had nine and a half exactly. So I got to count hmm. how many that is to add to the big number. Okay. Okay. 24. Okay. Five guys tied with nine and a half. So that's what I had to do. I had to count how many twenties there were, but yeah. So 24 players had nine and a half or more sacks. If you want to go to the 15 number, that's like top five, six.
0: Yeah. uh, I don't, I don't think he's in that top. Six I think guys he, had nine, nine and a half, half, half. range in sacks.
1: Yeah. Nick Bosa, 18 and a half. Hassan Reddick, 16. Miles Garrett, 16. Chris Jones, Judon had 15 and a half. Alex Highsmith of Pittsburgh, 14 and a half. Micah Parsons, who is a freaking beast, had 13 and a half. So I think if Arden Key can get to 11, that's be, where I, I think it's big. a big freaking deal.
0: Yeah, that's a big number though. I don't, I, I don't think he gets to 11. I think there's too many guys on that defensive front too yeah, many sacks. But he's, sacks the, to but go he's the
1: fast, he's the fastest.
0: But it being the fastest doesn't always result in, in, uh, in being the guy I mean, that sacks. I mean, you can chase a quarterback right into the arms of Big Jeff. You can chase sure. a guy into the arms of Danico like he did at least once uh on Sunday. I mean, they're card. playing
1: quarterbacks that can get sacked, though. You know, the tough quarterbacks to sack on the roster on the schedule are Deshaun Watson, Joe Burrow, that the Titans have sacked a lot, but uh, Joe maybe not not, that n- tough not right tough. now. So yeah, Lamar Joe Burrow
0: is tough. Yeah, so uh,
1: Watson, Jackson,
0: Kenny Pickett, uh,
1: Kenny Pickett's kind of scrambly. Uh Trevor Lawrence is a tough one to sack.
0: Bryce Outside Young, that, Anthony Richardson, Tua, uh, not as many as you thought. <laughs>
1: no, I think you can you can sack Tua. They sacked two two years ago, when they scored thirty points in in a game. You can
0: yeah, you can they have. have anybody, and but so I'm I, just like, they're not. It's not like we're playing Matt Ryan again. Like we're not seeing Matt Ryan trot out there as a statue in the pocket. I mean, they're I, like, I think you're dealing I think with Anthony he, Richardson, C.J. Stroud, and Bryce Young.
1: I think Key has eleven.
0: Eleven. Yeah. That's a big number. I would be impressed if Arden Key got to eleven. That would be. That would be huge. I, so I, I think we were going to ask this follow-up already, Austin, which is, yeah. do I change my prediction for Titans sack leader? No. No? Nope. I, still, I still think Big Jeff leads the team. Wow. I'm As good as Arden Key was, he had a half sack more than Big Jeff yesterday. Yeah, but we or know the, he was under. robbed.
1: He would have had a, a sack and a half more than Big Jeff.
0: Jeff is inevitable. Jeffrey Simmons is inevitable. He's going to, I think Jeff gets to double digits this year. I'm
1: starting to think Arden Key is inevitable (laughs) at this point
0: too. I think Arden Key is great and and has been awesome for them. I think Jeffrey Simmons is inevitable. And I think 10 to 11 is a number for Jeff that I can see. Uh, I think Arden and Danico were both in the eight to 10 range, um, probably somewhere around nine and a half, which is where I have Arden, uh, which is a great year for the Titans up front especially when you factor in Harold and Weaver and Gibson and whoever else is um, rushing the passer if tier Tart can get a couple. So it's
1: fine. So you're, you're still, you're sticking with your guns. Big I am. Jeff. I'm going to
0: stick with big my Jeff. guns and go with big Jeff until, uh, you know, maybe if Arden was at two and a half right now, I would change my mind, but we're only a half sack back. I feel good about big Jeff.
1: Yeah. 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 I guess that's fair, but man, he got freaking robbed. It should, we all know, we all know,
0: that's yeah, we, so this, it would, bother it, the the, it would bother the heck out of me it, as an athlete. Yeah. If I knew like they, these guys care about their numbers, of course, especially when you're trying to like set career highs and reach different milestones. Yeah. Like I, I watch baseball all the time and I would, I'm like, dude, if I hit a home run and got robbed of a home run, I, I would not be able to stop. Like I'd be in my head. I'd be thinking about it nonstop man, I should have so many home runs on the year instead of how many I actually have because I got robbed that one time. My, my stats would be in my head constantly. So I'd be ardent and be like, man, it should be at two and a half right now instead of one and a half. I, See, I would not do well with the you idea. Can, of, you
1: can ask him this in the, in the locker room this week. And it's like, how do you feel about that sack getting robbed? Is that something you're gonna, that's going to stick with you? I got to get that back. That's something for content for a later day. But
0: all right, Sam. Yeah. See, does that work though? Because I'd be like, oh, I got to get that back. Then you get it back, and you're like, well, that should have been another one. Now, now I should yeah. have three and a then half. You're now dead. I should have four and a What's, half. What's nothing's
1: wrong with him chasing that that, that yeah. uh, vacant sack that he should have had. But True. anyway, let's get to uh, Wednesday sports trivia on the show, Sam. The immaculate grid. Let's get it fired up here to wrap up this Wednesday. <laughs> Sports trivia after our little flip-flop here. Tuesday is now Shade Day. Wednesday is now Trivia Day, presented uh, by Wilson County Hyundai. Make Wilson County Hyundai a part of your new car buying process. Go see our friend Payne Bone and his team in Lebanon or online at wilsoncountyhyundai.com. So, Sam, we are playing the Immaculate Grid. Uh, Real quick, as you pull that up, Andre uh, says extend key before the price goes up. Well, you got him for three years, so you don't have to extend him for a while. I think yeah. the thing is You're in a good spot there to get his best. And then is he going to be the same type of edge rusher after three years? <laughs> Probably not. Uh, but Hey, good comment by Andre. All right, Sam, you have the immaculate. Hey.
0: hey, what, Trevor, buddy, I'm trying to show, I'm trying to rep the brand a little bit here. I've got hats. We've got hats for days, man. I'm just trying to show a little bit of a A to Z love here. No free ads. I'm not showing any of those logos on the morning show. We're going with uh, we're going with the A to Z hat. So never is the answer to question one. Here's the grid for the day. Okay. Uh, we've got Buffalo, Seattle, Buffalo, Dallas, Buffalo, Washington. Then the Bengals with that same set, and then a Super Bowl champion from the Seahawks, Cowboys, and. Commanders slash Redskins. Uh so let's do it how we did it last time, right? Let's start top left and let's go across. Okay. Let's go left to right and then go down to our second row. So is
1: Tehran still here?
0: (laughs) Tehran is good at these paging (laughs) tehran. Whenever we do these in the media room, uh nobody can beat terry mccormick i mean that man has a poll from like the 1960s every single time that is as like doesn't even have a picture on here yeah but td knows uh knows his stuff here i might just run seahawks bills seahawks bills chat we need to come with a seahawk that also played for the bills marshawn lynch the obvious one yeah uh do we so want to go easy? Orlando
1: says he's lost on the goal. The goal is to, to fill up these boxes with the least obvious answer possible. It's like Marshawn Lynch, while would fill the box, would not do very well.
0: Right. We we don't want to spend too much time on it because you know we've gotta got get to nine scores Bengals.
1: You could do Terrell Owens, right? Did he play for the Bingles? Pretty sure he did.
0: Yeah, we could do uh what about Marquise Goodwin, wide receiver. Marquise Goodwin,
1: for which box? That one. Okay, that's a Seattle good one. and
0: Buff- Buffalo. He did Percy both Harvin, games.
1: Seattle and Buffalo.
0: Percy Harvin did? Did he play for Buffalo? I don't remember him. At yeah, the Bills. I
1: think so. All
0: right, what do we think? We got a lot of uh we got a lot of shout outs here. Terrence Percy Harvin, Newman Trello Dallas and Cincinnati. Terrence Newman. All right, Terrence Newman, Dallas and Cincinnati. We're going no googling, guys. guys. Come on, we got to stay in order. All right, two percent—that's a good one. I'm going to go with Marquise Goodwin. Buffalo—that's a one percent. Good start, guys. Good start. All right, we need a Noah
1: says Stephen Hauska for the upper left. Yeah,
0: I thought about it, but I feel like that was kind of we already filled upper left, so we need a Seahawk and a Bengal. Seahawk and a Bengal. If anybody has one of those Seahawk and a bangle, and then we can also think Austin, Seahawk Super Bowl champion. We have to go to those teams. Malcolm Smith. Do we hate Malcolm Smith? Super Bowl MVP, Malcolm uh, Smith.
1: Yeah, I mean that, that's a very, you know, he was the MVP, but nobody's going to remember that.
0: Yeah, Malcolm Smith, who, I mean, who else could you be that's a really deep cut from that team? Oh, you could do, like, Steve Hutchinson.
1: Didn't didn't Steve Hutchinson uh, play offensive line for that? No, that was...
0: No, no. that was, like, 2015. Sorry. Steve Hutchinson was not around. <laughs> well, that, Steve Hutchinson was already in the Hall of Fame by the time that team... Oh,
1: Pac-Man Jones for Dallas and Cincy.
0: He played for... We already did Dallas and Cincy oh. with Terrence Newman. Oh, sorry. You know, we, we guys, let's stay focused here. I'm we need a, good answers. We need a Seahawk-Bengal, Seahawk, Seahawk slash Bengal. That's what we're looking for. Uh, I'm going to go movie. ahead and put in Malcolm Smith. That's fine. for That's four percent. That's a good answer. For uh, Matt you know, says Matt, you know. Matt
1: says post an update. Right,
0: we're going to come with an update. So you guys think of that Bengal uh, and Seahawk. Update. We need a bangle and a Seahawk.
1: Noah's saying TJ Houshmandzada.
0: If he played, I'd like that one. Dwight
1: says Josh Brown, the
0: kicker. Josh Brown, the kicker. I don't remember a kicker. I know. Then there's
1: uh, Andre says Jermaine Gresham, tight end. Did he play for?
0: Did he play for the Seattle? Hmm. TJ
1: Houshmandzada. I think it's a good one. I think you just fill in TJ Houshmandzadeh. Did
0: Houshmandzadeh out of do it? Do we know that for sure?
1: Yeah. Jermaine Grisham is probably good too.
0: I mm. out of 41%. Oof. Uh, bummer. It's a big one. All right. Uh, well, we need Dallas. So Dallas and B- Buffalo. Cole Beasley, first one that comes to mind there. Um, let's see. Yeah. And then we're going to need a Dallas Super Bowl champion as well.
1: Yeah, we need Billy or one of our, uh, our experienced viewers to give us a Cowboy from the 70s.
0: Yeah, well, think about those Super Bowl teams.
1: Hmm. Josh Norman for Bills in Washington. That's probably pretty easy.
0: All right, let's just do it. I mean, we're we're gonna have to go here. So yeah, Josh Norman, six percent, not bad. Oh, okay. Uh washing so we need Dallas and Buffalo, guys. We need Dallas and Dallas and Buffalo Buffalo. could
1: be that the Torello ends is the easiest one. Um, Leon Lett. Leon Let. Nate that's for what Super Bowl champ? Yeah, Nate Newton for uh Cowboys Super Bowl champ is probably better.
0: All right, we'll do that. Nate Newton. One percent great answer. Nice. Let's go, Nick. Um all right. You want I'll, to give, a, you want I'll, give I'll us an update. update? Yep, I'll get the update going. You guys th- think of a cowboy and a bill, guys. We need a Noah cowboy. Noah says peerless
1: price for Dallas and Bills. Jay says Drew Bledsoe for Dallas and Bills, but I don't think Drew Bledsoe would be rare enough.
0: No, you I want to avoid quarterbacks. quarterbacks. So here's what we've got. Okay. We need three more. Peerless Price. I'm going to do that one because, I mean, that's 0.5%. Great answer from the chat there. Washington and the Bengals and a Washington Super Bowl champ. We could do Timmy Smith for a Washington Super Bowl champ. I have no idea who it is. He scored like two touchdowns in their last Super Bowl.
1: Their last Super Bowl was a long time ago. True, but. If you want to go, I mean Timmy Smith, sure, do it.
0: Washington, Buffalo, we already have, right? Yeah. We need Washington and Cincinnati, guys. So Washington and Cincinnati. Um, Mr. Jones says Will Compton. He did not play for the Bengals, unfortunately. I Fitzpatrick. He, Fitz works, but every Fitz is like the go-to guy here, I feel like. Mark Lippin
1: for the Timmy for the- Smith
0: works for two percent.
1: Okay, so you got that one?
0: Yep, we've got it. So, we just need a Washington-Cincinnati player. Washington and Cincinnati. Trying to think mm-hmm. of – Hmm?
1: I'm trying to think defensive back.
0: Yeah, it feels like there would be a defensive back here. And I don't know. Yeah.
1: Did Albert Hainsworth play for Cincinnati? No.
0: Vernon Davis didn't play for the Bengals, I don't think.
1: Jason Campbell? I mean, London Fletcher is a good one, but I think London Fletcher's probably too popular.
0: Yeah, I feel like, yeah, they're saying, or a linebacker. Yeah, I feel like there's a linebacker. like there's Eli a...
1: Apple did not play for Washington. Ooh, Lavernius Coles? For, oh. for
0: no- well, I like that one. That's a TD answer right there. He likes Lavernius Coles. Uh, let's go with it. Got it, 2%. So our score 59. The Hushmanzada answer blew us up by 40. Good, points. though.
1: That's our best one by four. But a
0: 59 scores is a new record for the chat. Give yourself a round of applause. Good job, everybody. There's good teamwork. We had 1%, 3%, 2%, 1%, 0.7%, 6%, 4%, 2% on eight of our nine answers. That's good okay. stuff, guys. All
1: right. All right. Well, we're getting better at this. All right, so we're gonna keep uh, seeing how how well uh, we can do this. And Might have we... to work on
0: some screen sharing, or yeah, something. yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll work can, on that.
1: I've we've got some. I've got some time today. We can work on some screen sharing stuff. So uh, we'll we'll get that rolling. I, I think this is fun. It's easier for us to set up, but we'll uh, see how it goes. But fifty nine percent so far. Our record, by the way, tomorrow we've got a Titan game day live announcement uh, for upcoming game on Sunday which should be a lot of fun. So get ready for that Titan Game Day Live announcement Thursday morning. And also, uh, before you guys head out of here, you got to do one thing for us. That's like the show. Please hit that thumbs-up button on Facebook, on YouTube. More people watch and hit the like button. We need more people to hit the like button because that helps us out tremendously. And we'll see you guys tomorrow on a Thursday buck-rising live tonight for A to Z Sports Primetime. Appreciate it as always.